This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. BetQL Daily with uh, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. And welcome on in. Look, it's 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, usually the start of this show every day. But Joe yeah. O., now we've been on for a full hour. So people are, are just kind of joining us, just hopping in, saying, hey, I, I, they're, they're starting a show now. I thought they started an hour ago. No, we've been here for an hour, and we're going to be here every Monday to Friday from 9 a to 12 p.m. Eastern. It's it's the brand-new BeckQL Daily um, and really the brand-new BeckQL Network. Joe, it's so exciting. Today is a – and we'll get to all the baseball here in a second. But yeah. it's it It's a very exciting day, and I, I figure we should kind of – reset because people might, might be tuning in saying hey joe o starts a show at 10 a.m it is 10 a.m what the heck's going on and we have a three-hour lead in every single day the daily tip with michael jenkins and chelsea messinger and that was really cool to listen to that uh for a few hours as we were getting set so it, it's a slight adjustment i will not complain because i do not have a five to eight a.m central time show like they do i've done morning. you ever do mornings I filled in on mornings on, on local radio, but, and you know what? You never recover, Joe. Like, you, oh, never. You, never. you feel like, oh, I'll be okay tomorrow. No, tomorrow I feel like I'm hungover. Uh-oh. By Friday, you're like, put me six feet under, because that's how I feel right now. I did it for a couple of years doing updates, and back when you would have to travel to the studio all the way downtown, fighting a little bit of traffic very early in the morning when it's still dark and everybody else in the free world is sleeping. So there, there was just a slight adjustment of an hour earlier. Okay, got to make sure I get to bed earlier. Took my melatonin, tried to pass out earlier last night. I'm about to. I'm all relaxed. I'm about to pass out. Phone on silent. No alerts, no emails, texts are going to wake me up. I'm good to go. Right when I'm about to pass out, my phone starts blurring. My wife's phone starts going off. And we hear it outside. Tornado warnings. Tornado warnings. I'm trying to fall asleep. I've got to be ready to go at 8 a.m. Central Time for the brand new BetQL Daily. We've got all these new affiliates we're so excited about, which uh, we can share that info later on in the show. But tornado warnings are going on. And my wife was freaking out. She's a worrier. She's grabbing the kids. We're going in the basement. Go ahead. She's like, You're going to stay there? Yup. I'll just turn away from the windows in case anything happens. I'm not concerned. I need to get some rest. I'll just turn my, I'll just go the opposite direction. <laughs> That's what I did. That's the what I did. will leave me around. Well, I, I got a quick story for you, Joe. So, so my morning here, as, I, as I'm as i starting this new show with you, I wanted to make sure I'm up on time. I got the alarm set early just to get ready and all that before our morning call to get ready for the show. So my kids, I have, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. They're going to their grandparents' house to sleep over for the first time Realize since the pandemic started. Like we've seen them mm-hmm. a little bit in the last couple months, we've been able to see each other in person again. Everything's good again, but they haven't slept over. My son, Joe, at three thirty in the morning Eastern time, <laughs> is so excited. He's waking me up, saying, "Are we leaving now to oh. go to, to go?" Like, what? Wait, wait a second. What time is it? Three thirty in the morning. No, go back to sleep. So I, I've been up. I've been ready. I was watching baseball highlights from the weekend here, Joe, to get ready for the show today. I see the baseball in your hand. Um, and how about a, w- a weekend it was? We'll look ahead to tonight with the card. But the big series we talked about, and we're going to talk to John Heyman, our Odyssey Sports Insider, in a couple minutes here. The big series we talked about heading into the weekend, the Chicago White Sox traveling down to Houston against the Astros. At this point, the two favorites in the American League to get to the World Series. And this weekend, I mean, you talk about all one team, the Astros, 27-8. to eight, They outscored the White Sox in this series. Only one game 
was decided by four runs or less. This was a whooping. Yep. And Keiko loses to his former team yesterday. I know a lot of people love Keiko and they get very mad in Chicago when I call him Crooked Keiko because he was part of the cheating Astros. But yeah, they, they smashed him and uh, another situation. And we have it today again, the Astros against a lefty. It's like, it's just an automatic bet. You have to take a look at that side every single time. Uh, the most surprising result though, has to be what happened with Tampa Bay, and they get swept out by the Mariners yesterday in 10 innings. The M's pull off the sweep, and I want to talk to uh, Heyman about this. They bring up the number one prospect. I, I don't think that was completely coincidental. They look to be uh, searching for some sort of a spark after losing six consecutive games. Yeah, Wander Franco is coming up. You want to feel old? He is the first player born in 2001 that is now oh, part of Major League Baseball. Jeez. I know. I, 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 1990, when we get got into the 90s, that was bad. That now was bad. Well into the 2000s, 2001. Yes. So, yes, Wander Franco up for the race here. Uh, it was a great weekend in baseball. Joe, Quickly here. So the White Sox have lost big road weekend series last month to the Yankees, mm -hmm. this month to the Houston Astros, right? You look right now, they are still the betting favorite to come out of the American League plus 650 to win the World Series. Any doubt on the White Sox? I have none. They're going to win that division. They're still two and a half up on Cleveland, despite a bad weekend for them. But there is something interesting brewing here where they seem to just when they play the Twins, when they play the Royals, when they play the Tigers, they will whoop on them. And the Astros have beat them. The Yankees, the only thing that good, have beat them. Any worry on the White Sox uh, beating up on the bad teams? Maybe not so much the good ones. Well, right before that Houston series, they did take two of three against Tampa Bay. That started that losing streak for them. And that's a fair criticism. That's what uh, was repeated again and again last season. Okay, look at all their wins. They, they smack the teams that they're supposed to crush. And then when it comes to the good competition, what do they really do? I mean, e even if they did have a third starting pitcher, which they did not have last season, would they have beaten the Oakland Athletics in the postseason? Um, we talked about Ben Simmons being a scapegoat for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this coming up offseason, well, the White Sox did that with their former manager, Rick Renteria, which I thought was just completely silly because you enter a playoff series without a, without a third pitcher. You didn't add enough at the deadline, and you're going to be mad at the manager because he didn't have any pitchers to go to at the end of the season. Yeah, no, that is certainly uh, it's certainly fair to bring up. They had, they're in a very weak division. Minnesota isn't even close to what we thought they were going to be. Thank you, Twins, for winning four in a row. I'm still alive in my survivor pool. I got you. They swept the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was not expecting four wins after an 0-2 start to the week, but uh, they ended up getting me four wins there. Uh, it's fair, but I'm not worried about it because it, if the pitching is even close to what we've seen this season – it's a lot to ask this out of Rodon. It is. But you know you're going to get a better version of Lucas Giolito in the second half, and the big boppers are going to be returning in the second half of this, I'd say, last couple months of the season, I should say. So that's not the big concern. And, and the bullpen has been terrific. Now, maybe uh, the, the, the pessimistic White Sox fan would say, can they do that all year? Can the starters do that all year? That is all fair. The pitching is going to come down a rung or two, but the hitting should really step up. So I'm not concerned. I, I would still have them as the favorite in the American League.
I would too, but with a little more trepidation. I, I think as yeah. they get healthier, they'll be fine. They're going to get guys back. And look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a trade. They're going to be without Madrigal the rest of the season. Adam Frazier's name has come up. We could talk to John Heyman about him and, and the trade market. But sure. if they get another bat, if they get some guys back, I, I think they're going to be just fine. They did, though, have a tough weekend. That was a big, high-profile series. Joe, we could look ahead here. Let's listen to BeckQL Daily with Joe O, Joe G on the BeckQL Network. John Heyman will join us this hour. We can look ahead to tonight. You said it, a little bit of a light card in baseball, but we do get a gigantic series in the National League. Anytime the Dodgers are taking on the Padres so far, last season and this season, it's must-watch TV. The atmosphere is incredible, especially the games in San Diego. I don't even care what's going on. I just want to hear, and now that it's full crowd again, it's just between Dan Orsillo on the call. I feel like, I'm, <laughs> I feel like it's Jim Ross calling a big WWE match. And then the crowd there and the players, it, it's a great matchup. And it's one here that has some early season or mid-season ramifications because if one team beats up on the other, you know they could start falling behind the Giants who just keep winning two out of three over the weekend against the Phillies. Padres five games out. Five games out. But I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think earlier this season on the points bet app, you can bet on pitcher to get a win. I know wins don't matter, but sometimes you can find some value there. I got you Darvish in a game against the Dodgers this year at plus 200 to get a win. However, tonight San Diego is favored. Why? Because you Darvish is phenomenal, phenomenal against the Dodgers. His numbers are just mind blowing against this Dodgers roster, a 100 plate appearance sample size. His strikeout rate is 37%. They're hitting 128 against him. He has a 288 FIP. The expected batting average is 115. He dominates, uh, but Julio Urias, not so bad on the other side. The total is only six and a half. Uh, Padres minus 121 favorites tonight. Even if you aren't betting this, it's uh, certainly worth watching. Yeah, I think we chatted last week a little about the Dodgers and how they're banged up from the left side. No Seager, who's still on the injured list. Bellinger's been banged up all year. Max Muncy banged up. So you take three big lefty hitters out of the Dodgers lineup against the big righty, Yu Darvish. It, it does feel like a spot for the Padres tonight as they open that series. A late game, Los Angeles at San Diego. A big couple games in the NL East today. A doubleheader. As we, we knew this was coming, Joe, when the Mets basically didn't play a game for like two weeks in April for weather yeah. and then also COVID issues with the Nationals. They had a lot of games to make up. And it's always interesting. You look at the standings, and I'm trying to break down the NL East standings. Like, wait, the Phillies are four and a half or five and a half out, but they've played so many less games and less losses. But it's, it's starting to even out now. Mets doubleheader. They had one this weekend. Now they have another one today, one later this week, today against the Atlanta Braves who are coming in off a doubleheader against the Cardinals. So a lot of baseball for these teams in a couple days. Yeah, can't find any odds anywhere. And I do not see the listed starter for the Mets in game number two. Have you seen that? Because we've got DeGrom against Ian Anderson in game number one. That's a fun pitching matchup. Yes. But uh, Kyle Muller, the lefty going for the Braves, do you see a Mets starter in game I two? I have not seen that yet. Yeah. So we're looking okay. at um, – it could be a bullpen game for them depending on what they do and – and who they have up. But the DeGrom in game one is interesting for a couple of perspectives. One, I always feel, and I won last week, Joe, I, I took the over, uh, I'm sure I remember one of so his K prop was nine and a half for the game. He got under that because he came out after facing only nine Cubs. Right. But there was another prop I saw where with, I think eight and the victory. Uh, and I, I got that, even though the Mets won eight Ks for DeGrom, he only pitched 
three innings and he got the eight Ks. They're saying he's fine. We, we talked a little bit last week. This is amazing yeah. how it's just like there's a different ailment each week. I guess he's okay. Like they wouldn't throw him out there if he's injured. It's just, it's bizarre. But again, only seven innings for DeGrom. So the props will reflect that. Anytime I see these double headers and you have an ace DeGrom's caliber, and I know he's on a tier all by himself. We all understand that. But you go into that thinking, okay, DeGrom, we need seven out of you. We need you to get all seven because we don't want to kill the bullpen for the rest of the week. And like you mentioned, this might be a bullpen game in uh, game number two anyways. So uh, I'm sure that's the expectation. As long as he's healthy, you've got to give us all seven. Yeah, and it's such an advantage for the Mets today if DeGrom can get through that first game because then you can set your entire bullpen up for the second game. That could be Jared Eikhoff, who they just called up from AAA. that They didn't pitch him yesterday um, mm-hmm. against the Nationals. But, you know, at, at whatever. He's not going to pitch many innings. He just got it from AAA. It, it's a big advantage. Like the, the Mets, if they get a big DeGrom effort today, you could see a sweep from the Mets in this game, which would be significant. The other big series, uh, a couple of big matchups starting tonight – uh, Cleveland at Chicago. The Cubs are interesting here, Joe. We, we've talked about them before. They're, they're still right at the top with the Brewers in this division, but they, they had some trouble with Miami this weekend. Not a great weekend. And boy, the, the people oh, some trouble. Did you see the final scores? Are the people in Chicago done with Jake Arrieta? Because he he stole yeah. seventy five million in Philadelphia. He went back to Chicago. I think what, what did they give him six million? Because he's stealing that too. Yeah, you look good early in the season. I'm like, calm down, people. Yeah. You're going to be cussing them out shortly. And, uh, yeah, you see on social media, as soon as the game starts, all right, I'm done with Arietta. He can go. He can go. Sentimental value. The games are real. Nobody thought the games would be re- real in the middle of June. But here we are. Yes, they are completely done with uh, Arietta. I don't really have a play on Savali Alzali today. I would look to the Cleveland side. If anything, but there are a couple of other games that do stand out to me. And I just mentioned the Twins winning four consecutive games. I'm probably going to go against the Twins today, Joe G. Got Tyler Maley against J.A. Happ. Oh, I love going against Happ, the uh, lefty for Minnesota. He has struggled against this Reds lineup. 59 plate appearances. They're hitting 404 against him, okay? Castellanos, 12 for 22 against Hap. Votto, 9 for 23. Castellanos' OPS in those 22 ABs is almost 1,500. I like Cincinnati today as a slight favorite. Joe, tell me, am I completely crazy, a little bit crazy? Am I off the reservation? Merrill Kelly's actually throwing the ball well for the Diamondbacks. It's the, they are the worst team in baseball. It feels like they lose every single game. You get even odds, plus 100 on Merrill Kelly. And Brett Anderson, who had a nice outing last time for the Brewers, he is not – yeah, he's hittable. I'll put it that way. I I see some value on the Diamondbacks to get off – I mean, to call it the schneid is, is – No. It lightly. Am I crazy to take the Diamondbacks tonight? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the Brewers are barely favorites. I, I'm just not going to be the one to pick the spot. This is when the 17-game losing streak ends, right? You're just going to be heartbroken. If I'm going to bet on the Diamondbacks during this series, during their losing streak, I want to get like two to one, at least plus 175. It could end tonight. It could. I was looking at the over in this game because even though Arizona has lost so many consecutive games, they're actually scoring runs. And it's Brett Anderson who's terrible against the D backs. It is. It should be a high scoring game tonight. Maybe they finally end the losing streak. Joe O, Joe G, it's Beck UL Daily. On the BeckQL Network, John Heyman on the other side to break down the baseball card, the futures, and everything we just saw from this past weekend. Our insider is up next on BeckQL Daily.